Welcome to the Money, Sex, Business and Awakening podcast. I'm Alex Harvey and I'm a money and personal empowerment coach. My podcast is here to support you to create your financial prosperity, do your purpose work in the world and self-actualize. I am here to share with you what I've learned over the past 10 years that I think every woman should know about accessing your deep power through your sexual life force energy and relationship to money because it's truly mind-blowing and only taboo to keep you small. I blend together the latest in neuroscience and practical strategies, as well as teachings and principles from ancient traditions such as Tantra, Taoism, and alchemy. Thank you so much for joining me, and I can't wait to see you in the show. Hello, and welcome to the podcast episode. Today, we're going to be talking about how to find your quote-unquote purpose, Now, I find the word purpose, you know, when people talk about finding your purpose, like it can sound a bit cheesy, okay? I just want to say that up front. But I do think that we have innate gifts, talents, and abilities, and we have things that we can be doing in this world that bring us our greatest joy and fulfillment. And they're quite unique to each other. So I don't think we all have like one purpose. You've got this one purpose. You've got to go find it and then live out that purpose. Not at all. I, what I, the way I see it a lot more is tuning into what's true for you, following your flow, your path of joy and inspiration. And it usually does harness your innate gifts, talents, and abilities. And what you want to do what just lights your heart up like nothing else is different from the next person. It's different from me. It's different from your sister. It's different from your mom. So that's what I'm speaking to here is how do we find our purpose? And our purpose can be an evolving thing and also a moving target. What lights you up right now to be doing might be different to what lights you up next year or in five years time or in 10 years time. So it's not something I don't think to have any sort of fixed mindset around thinking there's one purpose you've got to find. Even honestly, the type of thinking that's like, there is a purpose I've got to find, I think can often hold you back or sabotage you just from living your purpose. Okay, hopefully that doesn't all sound too vague, but I was inspired to make this podcast episode because, you know what, I don't know where it was, but I either read something very recently or I listened to someone speak and they said what they said about finding your purpose was exactly the experience that I have had with it and what I always say to people about it. And I thought, oh my God, yes, I'm so glad that you're saying that. And then it just came to me to share it with you in this podcast episode. So how to find your purpose? Well, it's quite simple. My highest advice for you is to just follow your curiosity. Do the things that inspire you. Do things that maybe don't even inspire you that much, but it's something that you're curious about. It's something that you would never usually do. It's something that would get you totally out of your comfort zone. So I like to tell people the story about 
just briefly, I'm not going to give you the full rundown, but about how I got to where I am because there is distinct turning points that actually got me to where I am right now, coaching women, helping women. Well, a lot of my work is helping women with their relationship to money, to earn what they deserve, doing work that they love to really step into their power in their career and in their business. And as I said, change their relationship to money. What I see as my purpose right now, anyway, what what sets my heart and soul on fire and is the reason that I get out of bed in the morning is teaching self-mastery and awakening true potential to women. That's that's my north star. That's my compass. That's the thing that I come back to. That's what I align with and make my decisions from there because it's something that I feel within me. You know, it's not something superficial that I can choose or that anyone can choose. Like, oh, how about I choose this as a purpose? It totally doesn't work like that. Oh, which brings me to another story I want to share with you actually, but I'm going to keep going with the one that how I got here, right? So you may have heard this story if you've listened to my origin story episode, which is the first episode on this podcast or the episode after the welcome episode. So if you want to hear more details on my entire story, make sure you go check out, check out the origin story episode. But just briefly, the thing I'm going to actually just say, what started me on this path was answering a call out to make an iPhone cake for $50 when I'd never made an iPhone cake before. Photographing someone's four-year-old birthday party because I had a DSLR and no professional photography experience. And then starting my raw food market stall slash business that I started when I was living in Roxby Downs. They are the things that set me on my path to finding my purpose. And as you guys know, I don't do anything like any of those things right now, but they were complete turning points for me. And the turning point actually happened because I started to do personal development work and I started to look at what my patterns were in my life, what my issues were, looking at my past, how I formed those things and taking full responsibility and doing a lot of healing work. So I had started to do that and I went on an amazing retreat to Uluru. Uh, It's like, I think it was a 10, seven day or 10 day energetic healers retreat, actually training, but you do the work on yourself as well. And it was after that, that I suddenly just felt inspired to do things that I would never usually do. That was exactly the thoughts that went through my mind. I'm just going to do stuff I would never do. That's totally out of my comfort zone. So there was a local buy, swap, sell group, Facebook group. And I just started answering call outs on there for things that I was pretty sure I could do, but I hadn't done before, weren't my thing. And it just felt out of my comfort zone and just exciting to even think about, oh, maybe I'll just do that. I would, I would never do that. How about I just do it? So one of those things was making an iPhone cake for someone's birthday, you know, full with marzipan around the whole thing for $50. I'm pretty sure it cost me $50 in ingredients. 
Another thing that I did was photograph someone's four-year-old's birthday party and she loved it. She actually gave me extra money. I can't remember how much I got for that, but it wasn't very much. And then one of the things that I did was do a raw food market store, which then evolved into my raw food, quote unquote, business. It was still more of a hobby. I wasn't really trying to make a business out of it. But that's what got my brain switched on to business and doing a passion for a living. So I had my raw food market stall for less than a year, actually. And I did do some orders outside of the stall, but that was the baby. But that I only got to that baby because I did my iPhone cake and my uh, birthday photography. And it was then like, okay, what's the next thing? I could do a raw food market stall because I'm obsessed with raw food. I was at the time. I was obsessed with making up raw food recipes. I was just obsessed. And it seemed so fucking crazy to me at the time to start a market stall. You know, I'm not an extroverted person. I was even less of an extroverted person then than I am now. Now, sometimes I fall on that like middle spot on the scale, but you know, that was, that was really out of comfort zone for me, but I went ahead and did it. And then that led to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. I'm not going to go through the whole story right now. If you want to hear it, go listen to my origin story episode, but that they kept leading to the next thing. I kept following my curiosity. I kept going for what piqued my interest and then after not that long, I started to really grip into things that I felt like, yes, I want to do this, this, how do I do this? More of this. It's, it's this direction. But I only found that direction by trying things. I think a lot of people are waiting for that direction to just pop out of the sky, whack them over the head and be like, hey, this is what you should be doing. It doesn't work like that. You know, it might take, I mean, maybe for some people, but honestly, I don't hear that as a very common thing. For a lot of the time, it's trying things and then seeing where that leads and then taking the next step and then and doing something you wouldn't usually do. That's another part of following that curiosity because that's what gets you outside of your known reality, outside of just repeating experiences that you've already always already had. So what's, what could you do that you've just got curiosity about that would just be fun? And what could you do that's something you would never do? They're the kind of juicy spots that I think are the places to be looking. And I've always said this to people. Um, and as I said, I heard this reflected by another person or read it. I don't remember where just recently. So I wanted to make a podcast cast episode on it. Now, the other story that had just popped into my mind as I was speaking, I was sharing, ah, oh, yes, about how you can't choose it. Oh, have you, have you ever read the book Miracle in the Andes? Have you ever read it or heard of it? And if you haven't, have you ever read or heard of the book Alive or the movie Alive. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, this is a true story of a hmm, maybe Uruguayan soccer team that went down in an aeroplane in the Andes. 
and the plane split in half and maybe half the people died straight away and it was all just the soccer team and their family uh, because they were flying to or fro a game, family or friends. And so then some people survived and no one could find them. So they were actually out in these conditions for a really long time. Now the alive is the quite factual account of the whole thing. And there's a movie so you can see what happened. But Miracle in the Andes was written by a different guy that survived. And it's much more emotional and speaking about what the experience was like rather than just more so sequential events. And it was a life-changing book for me, I would say. I was reading it during one of my times where I was really struggling with depression, quote unquote depression. I was feeling really depressed and finding it really hard to get out of bed in the morning and have any motivation to live and what I wanted to do and all of that kind of thing. And something there's, there was this part of this book that just completely spoke to me. So they've one guy and a few of the people did an expedition to go try find the other half of the plane and see if there was food there or people. And they get caught in this blizzard trying to get back to their normal half of the plane. And he, the guy, the protagonist is talking about, you know, how hard it is. You know, they don't have any proper gear, nothing. And he's getting blown by the wind and knocked back. You know, they haven't eaten properly in like two weeks. And he said there was this moment where he was just slipping back and he felt like he could just keep going and let go and he he would just die and be carried away. But there was something that surged up from within him. I know this is really dramatic, guys, but there was something that surged up from within him that just said, no, you have to keep going because his dad was at home in Uruguay. I think it was Uruguay on his own and his mother and sister had already died in the plane crash. And so he was the only one left. And it was this, this love for his father that just garnered this extra strength within him and made him get up, keep going, put the next foot in front of the next foot. Now, while that's a very dramatic story, what, what really struck me and spoke to me from that scene was how it wasn't something you could just come up with to try to make yourself do it. It was this thing that came from within. You can't, you can't just say, oh, I, I love or I care about you know, this cause or this person and then expect that to really pull out, I don't know what you would call it, but those reserves, that that will to live that completely overrode where he felt like he would naturally just let go and die. And if you read any any books from the Holocaust, like Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, Frankl, sorry, they all say a really similar thing. Um, and it was the and it's the I remember in Viktor Frankl's book, um, he said that it was all the men. It wasn't the strongest men that stayed alive the longest or the weakest men that died first. It was whoever had a reason to live. So some of the strongest men died earliest because they didn't have a reason to go on, a reason to keep fighting, you know, that human spirit. 
So while none of us probably are in a life-threatening situation, what I think really does translate from those books, those messages, those experiences is that it's something from within. It's not something you consciously choose or manufacture. When you just try to choose something because you think it would be a good idea, that doesn't get you past the challenges, the struggles, the you know, self-doubt, all of the things that get thrown your way when you are are pursuing and following a path. If it's not from within and it you don't have that innate, I don't know what the right word would be, attachment, innate, or it's not innate, maybe that would be the right way to say it, then it's not going to get you past all of that. And it's also not going to engage your greatest inspiration, your greatest genius, because it's not something you truly care about. It's not something that you will just find any way to make it happen. So I personally truly believe my stance on it is that it's not something you choose. It's not something you can just consciously choose, or I should say, it's something that comes from within. And what you're wanting to discover is that thing from within. And that thing from within can take different forms throughout different parts of your life. It's not one fixed thing. It's a thing that can evolve and change. And you find that thing by engaging in life, by doing things, by, as I said, following your curiosity and doing things that you wouldn't usually do. So that's my little rant and two cents worth on finding your purpose, how to find your purpose. I have people ask me this a lot and my advice is just do things. Don't judge whether it's your purpose or not. Do the things that, you know, I've shared in this podcast. I pray this podcast episode has served you. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for making it to the end. If you'd like to share your experience with me on finding your purpose, I'd love to hear it. Or if you want to share how this episode um, has helped you or affected you, if it has, I would also love to hear it. You can send me a DM on Instagram at alexh.co. As always, if you have enjoyed this podcast episode or any of the episodes you've listened to so far, I would really appreciate it if you would leave an Apple iTunes review. It's hugely helpful in helping me get this podcast out there to more people just like you who would benefit from it. All right. I'm sending you so much love and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Lots of love. Ciao.